Have you ever thought of what it takes to become an internationally renowned performance artist and what it takes to be working with big named artists? If you love hip hop and dance music, you definitely love today's guest as she shares her story on her journey on creating music that tops the charts. Hi, my name is Vindya V. This is Art of the Extraordinary, the podcast for those of you who's ready to play a much bigger game and leave an extraordinary legacy behind. I'm glad you're here and it's time to make your quantum leap. Today, my guest on the show is Kristen Karma, a pop music artist from Vancouver, Canada. Her music is fun and you can't help but dance when you hear it. Her current single, Party Heroes, released just in April 2019, reached the iTunes Canada Pop Chart Top 20. She has opened the tours for Grammy Award winner Akon and two after parties for Lady Gaga. And here is today, Kristen sharing her story on our show. Kristen, what was it like to do the opening for Akon and stars like Lady Gaga? Oh, it was amazing. So in 2017, Akon was on his promo tour in Canada and I knew the company that had a slot opening up for him and they had one of the artists drop off the bill. So I went and I kind of contacted the producer I was working with and he got me the slot, which was amazing. And so it was a jam-packed crowd. It's over a thousand people, super high energy amazing venue and then of course we got to see Akon do his thing and perform with his crew which was just over the top super exciting and afterwards the bands and whatnot got to meet him and get their photos taken and just kind of talk to him for a bit which was amazing he's such a down-to-earth guy I knew that he'd actually helped Lady Gaga in the beginning that's why I was very interested in kind of playing and opening up for him so it worked out great as for the Lady Gaga events, so I actually played two of her VIP after parties. The first one was in 2013 when she was doing her Born This Way Ball tour. Again, I went and approached the organizer of the events and, you know, really made my case for why I should be performing this after party. I've been listening to my music and kind of just hustled. So I got the slot. It was one of two performers. And then that was actually opening for DJ Lady Starlight, who was Lady Gaga's opener for that tour. And then in 2017, when she was promoting her Joanne album, they asked me back. So it's pretty cool to uh, kind of full circle with, you know, opening for Akon and then having him work with Gaga and, and playing two of her after parties. So it was quite unique and quite a special experience. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds so much fun. And did you know that you were going to do it? Like, did you always have it planned that you're going to be working with artists like that? Or did it just come by your way? Somehow the universe made it happen? Yeah, you know, honestly, it was just, as you put it, the universe kind of reaching out and making it happen. I've always known Lady Gaga has been a huge influence in my music and Katy Perry, the Veronicas from Australia are a huge influence. You know, even to be associated with Lady Gaga and her music and what she's done and that kind of thing. It's just huge, but you never really know who you're going to work with. You always have an idea of who you like to work with. But yeah, it's just amazing to be associated with her 
in any way. Well, I want to talk to you about your new single, but that has already been in the top 20 iTunes chart in Canada. But before that, I want to ask you, how did you first get into music? And how did you decide that this is actually the track that I want to pursue? I've always been very musical. And when I was about nine years old, I asked my parents for a piano and it just kind of grew from there. And I went through all the basic books really quickly and went through the Royal Conservatory of Music and just, you know, going through the grade process and whatnot. And I really took a, a love to it. And I actually joined the Air Cadet program, which is similar to a military program here in Canada, and joined, you know, the marching bands and that kind of thing. And I got to explore different instruments, how everything works together, how different rhythms work together, that kind of Thing, and I just fell in love even more and I wanted to get my hands on as many instruments and as many parts as I could. From there, I kind of thought maybe I don't want to be on the stage doing my thing in front of the crowd. I wanted to go behind the scenes. So I went to school for uh, audio engineering and learned how to record bands and kind of manipulate sounds and that kind of thing. And when I started really writing my own music, I thought, you know, I have all this background and everything, and I just decided that, you know, I want to be in front of the stage. I think I like the spotlight, and I have something to say, and I, um, yeah, just took it to the next level, found a producer, started writing my own music, and went from there. Well, I know you said that, you know, you didn't want to be up front, you just wanted to be at the back, but I've seen a number of your performance, and <laughs> you amazing on stage, so I think oh, you're made you. for it. Yeah, you know, I never really, I, because I'm such a shy person when it comes to, you know, my day-to-day -day life, and then I never thought being on stage would kind of transform me, but it's once I wear different outfits, and I incorporate different lights into my outfits, and you know, like my microphone stand, you know, glows and that kind of thing. And I love it. I think that a lot of, a lot of my fans like what I have to say, how I am on stage. And, you know, I'm not an artist that just kind of gets on stage and just sings the songs and that's it. Like I make sure that my band is having fun. I make sure the crowd is having fun. If I'm coming to the end of my set and I see you're sitting down there and you don't look like you're really into it, I'm going to come over. I'm going to be singing the song and I'll come over and I'll get you up and I'll get you dancing. And I want to make sure that you're having just as much fun as I am. Because at the end of the day, where would I be without my fans? So mm. i got to make sure that they're up and they're having fun. And one of my main reasons why you know, Party Heroes was created. It's just a go-to song to have fun, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, when you think back to as a child, you know, doing music. Now, I know a lot of people who say that they love doing music and would like to have a career in it, but not many people make it. One for, I don't know, maybe even people around them say, oh, yeah, but you're not going to make any money. So, you know, they are let down from a very early stage or for whatever the reason, they just don't pursue it. What would you say is the thing that you did differently or the people around you did differently for you to be on this path? I've had a very strong support system since day one with my parents and my close friends that have come to every gig and that kind of thing. But the main thing is no matter what anybody says, you have to hustle. You have to work on your craft every day, whether it's getting better at your instrument or your vocals or your songwriting skills. It has to be, you know, the last thing you think about when you go to bed or the first thing you think about when you wake up. How can I improve? How can I make the next step? How can I hustle today to make it further along? 
Because I know I've had my struggles where it's so many different things. You know, you play keyboards, just sit behind a keyboard or you, you know, your vocals aren't strong enough or you won't make any money or you could be doing this for 30 years. But at the end of the day, it's what I want to put out into the world. I like where my music is. I'm happy with it. I know my fans are happy with it. And I continue to push myself every day. I try and network with new musicians, new fans. I try and, you know, post something on social media, anything just to get the name out there. You just have to keep going no matter how hard it is and believe in yourself that you can do it. Have that great support system behind you. Well, I'm sure you don't have this problem right now, but in the beginning, at earlier stages, when you were doing your own music and you didn't know how people are going to receive it and what their reaction is going to be. How did you kind of navigate through that period? So in the beginning, I wrote a couple of songs and went and saw a producer and had recorded my first album, Destination Unknown. And I didn't know how my fans would react at all. I didn't know if I even had fans at that point. I had, you know, a couple of friends that showed up to my, my gigs and whatnot. But I just took my favorite artists at the time, I was heavily influenced by Avril Lavigne, the Veronicas, early Taylor Swift, that kind of thing, and uh, or Pink. And I just put all those kind of things into one. I thought, this is what I like. And if I like all of these kind of genres, I'm going to kind of mishmash them together and then go from there. And from there, you meet new people and you meet new fans and your the sound kind of develops. I thought, yeah, you know, like, I really like this kind of pop rock sound, but Maybe let's try a little more electronic. So I went in that direction. I went in dubstep. I tried a few different things and I thought, no, I'm really happy with what I've come up with now. It's the mix of the dance beats that I like with the kind of rock and guitar solos with that influence of rock and roll. And then you have the really strong pop melodies. And it's something that really works well with me. And my fans from day one, they love the style. There's been no complaints. Everybody is extremely happy. And at the end of the day, it makes them feel good. That's what counts. Yeah, just have fun while you're doing it. Exactly. Well, what do you think is like your unique superpower, if you have one, that has helped you to become the success you are today? My superpower? I think it's just my infectious ability to draw in a crowd from being on stage. It's quite different than anything else, especially around in Toronto or in Vancouver, where the artists, they get on stage, they rock out with their instruments, but I'm less of come watch me for me. It's more about the fans. It's all about the fans for me. And so, yeah, just making sure that they're dancing and smiling and, you know, having a drink or whatever the case is. So it's just the ability to make them feel good. I want to talk a little bit about your new single, Party Hero. So it came out, was it in April? Yeah, so April 6th, it was released worldwide. Nice. And it has already, you know, gone places. And I'm just waiting to see what else it can do. What was the thought behind writing the song? Like, what did you want to, I guess, give to your audience through the song? I just wanted a really good feel good party song. So the story behind it was I had just moved to Toronto from Vancouver. And I was throwing sort of a, a little get together party at my place. And Around 11, 11.30, it was kind of dying down a little bit. And I thought, yeah, you know, it's not bad for my first, you know, get-together kind of party here in Toronto. And a friend of mine showed up with her entourage, and she had a few people with her. And she's like, where's everyone going? And she, you know, turned up the music, brought the drinks, more food. 
And it lasted for, you know, a couple more hours. And I was like, God, this is a party hero right here. <laughs> she saved that. I'm like, I have to write a song about it. So, you know, it took a little while to gather all my thoughts about it. But I went into the studio with a bunch of lyrics and a couple of melodies. And my producer, Mark, and I worked on it. And we came up with this song. And I'm like, this is exactly it. This is the dance. This is a beat you can dance to. It's got those those fun guitar riffs that really bring that all together and it's super catchy and you know i'll play it at my party i'll play it at any party <laughs> just get up and dance have fun and you know like don't stop right backs to the walls like you're back in school no one makes a sound afraid to break the rules the light shines bright on an empty floor only seven people here and mentioned a really key point which is okay am I use that whether it's a product or whether it's a service or a song or any kind of artwork am I going to display it myself and sometimes if you ask that question if you go yes then yes you know it's the right product sometimes you would go oh actually maybe not then you know well why am I producing it in the first place oh exactly I'm super proud of any song that I've any and all songs that I've written they've all have meanings behind it they're all something that I would be super proud to show anybody, you know, pull up the video on YouTube or, or any of the streaming sites and just play it for them. And everyone's reaction has been great for the song. But yeah, I wouldn't put something out that I'm not 110% sure about. If you look at new artists coming up or anyone who is doing some form of art, what kind of mistakes do you see people making that maybe you know now better or even you probably made them when you were younger as well? What kind of things do you see out there? I see a lot of people nowadays looking for an easier way to get ahead. So if they're just starting, they think that they have to have management. They think that they have to have a record label or something to that effect to help them. But at the end of the day, it's your name you need to do the work first. You need to hustle. I mean, I've never had really any sort of management or any record label behind me. It's been all hard work and dedication and whatnot. And there's no easy way out to do it, whether or not you have a label behind you or you have an artist manager or whatnot. It's still going to be your name, your product, your songs. And if you're not 100% invested in it, then you're not really going to get as far as you think you are. Yeah, it's the main one I see right now is especially new artists thinking that they have to have that label or whatnot behind them, that that's going to launch them into the next area there. But most of this, you can do yourself and you can be an independent artist and release things independently and get just as far, if not farther down the road. Is there a particular reason why people think that you have to have all of these things in your way? Is that like, is that a delaying like subconscious delaying method or what's the deal? I'm not too sure. You know, when I first started, I thought I needed the label. You know, I thought that, yeah, they would take care of the whole management side of things where they would find me the shows. They would tell me which single to release or they would tell me what to wear, how to act or whatnot. But in the end, it's really that you're losing yourself along the way. You're not staying true to yourself. For me, I thought it was really cool. I saw a, um, I think it was a Katy Perry show or whatnot, and she had her band wearing white suits with uh, LED lights on it. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know if that was her idea or her label or whatnot. And I thought, well, I could do the same thing. So I have my band wearing all black with light up pink bow ties, which is my signature color. 
So, I mean, it doesn't take somebody else to tell you what to do. I figured that looks good. That looks professional. And I, that's what I do. I think my costumes are on point. If I don't know how to have something or make something, I have my mother who's been a godsend who helps make my costumes. <laughs> you know, I don't need someone telling me what looks good or what's not. I think this is great. I did the research. I like what my favorite bands are doing. I like how they act, how their setup is. And I just kind of mimic that in my own. And I kind of, along the way, make my own sounds and how I do things live. I like how different artists are interacting with their fans or how what they're doing on stage. And I kind of incorporate that into my set. But I don't need someone to tell me what's right or what's wrong. You have to do the work. You have to hustle. You have to do the research. A label is not going to do much more. I mean, they might give you a few extra dollars to finish your album but then you lose creative direction so that's a little bit of give and take but it's your name being put out there so you don't really need somebody else telling you what to do well i think uh that's another great point because when i even think of like business context like you can have the most amazing business cards and the websites and the flashy everything but at the end of the day it comes down to your clients or your customers and what they need and in your case it comes down to your fans and whether they like what you do and, you know, what you put out rather than having all these other things that kind of distracts you from what you're truly creating. So, yeah, I think that's a great point that you brought out. Yeah, yeah. When I first started, I didn't exactly know what I was doing. I mean, I showed up in jeans and didn't care what my band was wearing and I was just another band. But uh, then I started looking and I was like, yeah, you know, what is this band doing? What is that band doing? How are they acting? How are they looking down to their gear, the colors of their guitars? Like, like you have to really go into detail and think, yeah, what's going to make me stand out? A couple years ago, I found a company in the UK that does custom microphone stands and I contacted them. And at the time, they only had a couple different versions. And I was like, how do you make this stand with multiple colors? And they looked at it and they were like, well, we don't have that. <laughs> And I was like, well, how do I get that? So we, you know, we're together. They came up with something. And now they're selling it, of course, on their site with multiple colors. But I had it shipped and everyone's like, whoa, look at your microphone stand. That's pretty cool. I'm like, all right. So what else can I incorporate? I like, you know, I mentioned the light up bow ties or the light up, you know, I've got to light up boots or skirts. You just got to figure out what works for you and just stick to your guns and really go for it. Yeah, I think you're right in saying like a lot of people would go thinking, oh, yeah, I can give all the responsibility for somebody else. So then my life will be easier or they probably can do something, you know, like wave a magic wand and all of a sudden you don't have to work as much and you can still have the same success. I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall mm -hmm. into the trap. Yeah, absolutely. When I first like even the we had talked about the Lady Gaga gig and it was I saw, you know, I knew the company putting it on and I was like, yeah, how am I going to get this gig? Like, this is huge. And, you know, Interscope Records is involved and the company's involved and, you know, she's supposed to show up. I knew little details and I like, I just kept bugging the event <laughs> organizer and going, how do I get this gig? It's, I don't know. We're not having live bands. Well, I'm telling you, this is the reason why you need a live band. This is this. And I, you know, I kind of laid it out. Here's my press kit. Here's my songs. What do you need from me? How can I play this gig? A management company is not going to do that. They're not going to go the extra mile. I knew I wanted that gig. I knew that it would look good on my musical resume. I knew that that would open a lot of doors for me. Being associated with Lady Gaga, Lady Starlight, you know, that kind of thing. So there's no easy way out. If you want it bad enough, you need to 
go and you need to put in the work and hustle and, and get to what you want to get to. It's your name. It's you. So no easy way out. Mm. <laughs> well, how many times did you have to hassle them to get the gig? Well, it was a few times, quite a few. I had actually gone to one of their events when uh, there was another artist that was there. And I went to the event and I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I like the way it's set up. It was kind of a mix of fashion and music. And then I saw it was like, a, I think it was a Facebook event that was on there for the VIP after party. And they had just started selling tickets. And I was like, I messaged the individual on Facebook, on Twitter. I had got his number. I called, texted, uh, you know, just I like anything. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. I was like, I'm telling you, this is why I need to open the show. This is why I need to play. And then he's like, all right. So we have slotted in two performers. There's a few people that have reached out. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm telling you right now, like, this is my music. Gaga is a huge influence in my music. These are the songs I would play. They're all upbeat. They're this, they're that. You know, we'll open the show. My band's really professional. We'll bring all the gear. Like, you need it. Like, we're there. I mean, it's super easy. So he would just say, okay, I really don't have to think too much. They're going to bring everything. There's the club. Here's the event. All right. No complaints, which is good. So, yeah, I, I, it was a lot. It was over a couple of weeks. And I think at the end, you're just like, okay, okay, just play it. Just play it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but I absolutely love what you did because a lot of people would just stop at maybe the second message and say, all right, they don't want me and let the ego get in the way. And that's how you kind of lose a lot of things. But you've gone that extra mile and you've been persistent. Yes, absolutely. You have to go after what you want. And that's with anything. You know, after that, I'm playing two Lady Gaga after parties now, like doing the Akon show, doing a song with, you know, Lil John. Like it's only up from here. And like now that I have built, took that one, that one show, and then the one show turned into like two bigger events, three bigger events. And it's, you know, it's kind of built that way. A lot of people in this industry are going to tell you, no, you can't do this, you can't do that that's not right. Why are you doing that? Wait, you know, you can't, it's your name. You can't listen to that. When I first came out with, you know, my costume, I was in Vancouver and I was playing some indie club and they were like, what are you wearing? Why are you wearing a corset and a skirt? Like, that doesn't make any sense to us. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, of course it was weird. And it was super awkward. But then I was like, yeah, well, this is my persona. This is who I want to be. This is what I want to portray. It's a little mix of, you know, Avril Lavigne, Katy Perry in there of the, of the look. And they're like, oh, they didn't really get it. And I was like, okay, well, Vancouver's a more alternative rock kind of town, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But they don't get the whole pop look sometimes. So, Well, that's probably exactly why they needed it. Oh, that's exactly why. You know, every band that I've ever seen live, they have this intro and I thought, well, there's no band in Vancouver doing an intro. So I wrote an intro and had it going into my first song. And like nobody was doing that. And so I'm like, okay, I have this intro for a couple of reasons. You know, it's about a minute, minute and a half long. It's, to, you know, set the stage and set the mood. And it's really showcasing my players, their sounds and their soloing and that kind of thing. And it kind of builds up. 
And then I come out on stage and there I am. And people thought that was the weirdest thing out here. But now they understand it. Even in Toronto, they thought that was a little bit out of the ordinary to do that. But now I see other artists are doing that more commonly out here, which is great. But I'm like, hmm. When I saw Lady Gaga, she had, you know, a sheet over and a countdown and had her thing. When I saw the Veronica's in Vancouver, they had the same kind of thing with an intro. Then they came out and played their song. Yeah, you just take different parts of artists of what you like and then just go from there. Is there like a routine, either a morning routine or an afternoon routine that you followed or like even a daily one that would set you for success for the day? The only thing I think of, I have a list of my goals that are kind of on my wall that I look at every morning before I head off for the day of just things I want to accomplish, whether it be, you know, awards that I want to receive or when I want to release my album or singles or whatnot, I kind of look at that every day and go, yeah, okay, today's going to be a good day. One step closer to these goals and we'll go from there. What would you say is like the best advice you have been given when you are either in the beginning or throughout your journey? The best advice would be to believe in myself. It sounds probably cheesy, very simple, but it's something that I used to struggle with in the beginning where I didn't think, you know, I was good enough to be playing these venues or good enough to be grabbing these slots and playing live or recording music or whatever the case was. But I've always had, you know, my parents behind me telling me on pretty much on a daily basis, we believe in you. You need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in your music. And even to this day, like I wrote a song called Believe for my mother. And that's probably the best advice there. Don't stop believing in yourself. What was the shift that needed to happen for you to start believing yourself more? I'd say after I wrote the song for my mother. So my mother in 2013 was battling cancer for the first time. And I had wrote her the song and kind of wrapped it up for her birthday and had her listen, which is a super emotional moment for her. And after that, every time I like had a self-doubt or second-guessed myself, she'd be like, you wrote this song called Believe. You need to take your own advice. You wrote this for me, and I beat cancer. And I listen to that every day, multiple times a day, maybe, you know, a hundred times a day. She'd have this song on repeat, which is amazing. And she, you know, sent it to all her friends and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I had trouble with that. And I started kind of believing more and more. And she's like, you know, you played Lady Gaga's After Party, because that was the first thing in 2013. And I was like, yeah, you played that. Not somebody else. You did. You got the gig. You did that. You're getting places. You started from nothing, knowing nothing in this industry, not knowing of producers or how to release an album. You learned all this. You gained all this knowledge. You're doing very well. And from there, I was like, yeah, okay. So then when I started playing bigger shows or different shows or getting bigger gigs, you know, I've always had my parents behind me going, yeah, you know, like my father... I was like, oh, I'll learn, I'll get better at photography and I'll come to all your shows and I'll take photos because I believe in you. And so he did that. And then, yeah, my friends are the same way. Like, I believe you need to believe in yourself. And, and from that moment, kind of after I gave her the song and after my first little hiccup there, it's been nonstop. Yeah, I can do anything. What would you say is the worst advice you've been given? I've been given some pretty bad advice. I think the worst one would, was I was told that since I was a better keyboardist, piano player, so that I should get four keyboards on stage and just 
have them surrounding me and that be your show and just like have a light, like a lighting effects and different kind of lights around these pianos and just play different pianos along with my songs. And I thought that was really, really stupid. (laughs) Well, is it because it wasn't who you were? Well, yeah, it was a combination of that. I I told them, well, you know, some of these songs don't even have piano in them. So I'd be an acoustic artist playing with (laughs) backing tracks with a bunch of lighting effects. What is the point of that? I want to move around on the stage. I want to interact with my players. I want to interact with my fans. How would that happen if I had four keyboards around me? You know, we can change the background up. And so it's got different images in the background or like it's different. I kept was told it's different, very different. No one's doing that. And all I can think was, well, there's a reason nobody's hiding behind pianos. You want your fans to experience different aspects of your show and your music. And that's not going to do anything. You're going to feel like it's just, you're just there. Like, <laughs> Well, I guess it's about understanding who you are and what works for you and knowing what doesn't what you don't want to be, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen an artist that hides behind their instruments and doesn't move around. It depends what kind of show you want to do, first of all. And mine, I compare it to artists that move around and interact and you know have a lot of fun on stage. And I don't want to be one of those artists that just stand behind a microphone stand or stand behind a piano. That's not the type of artist I want to be. And yeah, lighting effects are great, but it's only if it complements your music and complements your style of what you're trying to portray on stage. So everything needs to work together and have a flow. And that just wasn't what I was into. I don't think that's ever going to happen. If I'm told I need to sit behind a piano, I'd rather not have a piano on stage. I'd rather maybe for one song, that's great. But no, I can't spend the whole 45 minutes or an hour on stage chilling behind a piano. That's, That's not me. Well, if you could go back to the beginning of your journey, what would you change about how you did things? I think I would have done a little more research on the individuals I was going to work with or worked with. About the second or third company or individual I worked with, they had a good online presence and a good flow to how they were talking. And they seemed to have a lot of connections. But there's a lot of really fake people in the industry that try and take new artists for a ride. I just recommend everyone do like a little more research and make sure that it doesn't matter how many songs they pump out. It's more the quality. For me, it's quality over quantity. So I would have just done a little more research into who I was working with and maybe not worked with some individuals over others would be probably what I would have done. Well, I guess in the beginning, like when you don't know anybody, anybody is good and you don't really do that much research anyway. And in doing that, of course, you learn your lessons. <laughs> oh, of course. And I thought I was doing, you know, a lot of research. And, you know, I spent days and weeks looking at different producers and their rates. And will they just produce a song or will they actually help me make the song better? Or do I need a big studio or can I record in a home studio or whatnot? And I had this background already of knowing what I could do in a home studio versus spending thousands and thousands of dollars recording in you know a state-of-the-art studio but it all depends there's something for every budget and if you want to skim on your budget you're going to get what you paid for and I thought I was doing really well with the first or second producer I was working with and when I got the track back I was not happy there's a couple of songs that are obviously not released but yeah it's just you just really do your research 
you know, ask around, get referrals, just do your due diligence to find out if this producer is right for you. Because not every producer, every team or every person out there is going to be right for your music. So know your direction, know your musical style, just have a clear vision of what you want to be, where you want to go, that kind of thing before you make a, a decision. Having been through this entire journey, what would you say is the number one thing you've learned about yourself? I've learned to be more confident in myself, for sure. It's been quite a journey. I still like to think that, you know, the journey is only beginning, even though it's been 10 years or so. But yeah, I just I've learned that, again, to believe in myself. And I've watched my confidence grow. I've watched the confidence in my fans grow. I've watched my musical influences grow and I'm incorporating it all into my music. So definitely is just the beginning and it feels like you're just getting started and I can't wait to see what else you do and now for the folks in our audience who want to listen to your music listen to Party Heroes how can they do that? It's currently on all streaming media so iTunes and Spotify Apple Music that kind of thing you can listen on my website SoundCloud which is kristenkarma.com Facebook it's on there at Kristen Karma Official. I'm on Twitter, Kristen underscore Karma, Instagram at Kristen Karma. I love hearing from my fans. I love the reaction from my fans. Anybody wants to say a quick hello, you're more than welcome to. I'll answer back. I answer back to everybody. And yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been lovely having you and everything that you shared. Now, as the final words, what would you like everyone to remember who is on a journey that is different to most and and who seems to be going through a track that not many people have traveled through? What advice do you have for them? I'd say believe in yourself, keep hustling and never give up because the second you give up, it could be right around the corner. And you wouldn't even know. So keep going and I'll see you at the top. That is our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed that. As always, go check out the show notes on bingyav.com to see all the resources that Kristen shared and also all the links to her website and, and her videos as well. As always, until I see you next time, keep at it in your extraordinary journey.